G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Momentous developments in the New South Wales Parliament around this issue of abortion. Pro-life Liberal MPs in New South Wales have uh, this morning backed down on a threat they made late yesterday to bring a spill motion against the Premier Gladys Berejiklian today. Now, It's been over her handling of the Abortion Decriminalisation Bill, which is due to be debated in the Upper House in New South Wales starting today. So who are those courageous defenders of the unborn? Let me just say who they were. Tanya Davies, Matthew Mason-Cox and Lou Amato. The MPs didn't have enough support to oust the Premier, and we might even refer to this as a stunt uh, that's happened uh, with regard to calling a leadership spill. Uh, There are reports there has been some concessions from the Premier. We'll talk about some of those possibilities in a few moments. We have been talking, as you know, extensively about this issue on this program And along with religious leaders, conservative MPs, conservative media commentators, there have been concerns over the almost scandalous way that this bill has come into the New South Wales Parliament, the way things have been treated. Well, let's get some insights today with our special guest, the Reverend Dr. Ross Clifford, who is the principal of the Morling Theological College in Sydney. He's been at the helm there since 1997. And he wears a number of hats. Another one of those hats that Ross wears is as the New South Wales State President of the Christian Democratic Party. And uh, Ross Clifford joining us today. Uh, Ross, a special welcome back to 2020. Good to be with you, Neil. Uh, Ross, uh, the CDP has been outspoken on this issue, uh, and let's just say not just for months, years, but for decades, uh, through the Reverend Fred Nile, who's been a great defender of of uh, of unborn babies uh, and in the upper house and it's an upper house debate that actually starts today uh, give us your overall impressions as to what's been happening uh, overnight and this morning in the new south wales parliament uh neil what's happening is really quite disastrous for the liberal party and the national party because members of the national party are supporting the bill which many of us would find surprising but not if you look at their recent history And many members of the Liberal Party, while some of them would support the bill, are most concerned about the process that took place here. And, uh, Neil, there's just no way going into an election that uh, the uh, Liberal Party and government were not aware that this was going to be an agenda item to be placed on the agenda very shortly into the term of Parliament, even though they used an independent, but they stood there with the Minister for Health. And that's outrageous, Neil, because the New South Wales public had no chance to vote on the bill. There was no indication that this bill would come before Parliament. And then when the bill became before Parliament, as you know, Neil, very little discussion, very little debate, and went through the lower house. And so it's not only the bill that concerns most of us, but the process as well. And this could well be uh, the Premier's Waterloo, 
uh, as you said, not today, not tomorrow, but in months' time, and I don't wish that upon her. In other ways, she's been quite consultive, but here I think she's playing to the choir, um, and I think she's in dire straits. Uh, I mentioned perhaps some will see this as a stunt, and uh, I would look at it and say it looks like it's a stunt. Uh, There is some commentary that suggests, Ross, that uh, it could be a way of flashing out those MPs, uh, whether in the lower or the upper house in New South Wales, so that the people of New South Wales can see who is pro-life and who is pro-abortion. Is there a sense here in which you can see that's quite a clever a, a political move that these MPs have made? Oh, look, it is. There definitely is that they need to get past the first step, and that's a show of hands. And <laughs> they're not going to do that, Neil, uh, because you know too many people are dependent on what happens here for their political future to do a show of hands. They don't get to a, 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 a you know a poll, which is a, a, a secret poll, until they get into the second step. So I think that's one of the concerns that they all have. Uh, look, in some sense it's a stunt, but I think it's a number of politicians saying quite forcefully that we cannot be part of a party that proceeds this way or passes such legislation. And these people will have very strong support in New South Wales. And of course, if some, and not just these three, but two or three cross the floor in the lower house, um, she no longer has a majority in her own right. And uh, so, you know, it's... <laughs> This is drastic measures, but the real concern is the content of the bill. Okay, do you think that it's a serious possibility that MPs may well dump the Liberal Party over this issue and move to the crossbench? Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so... Unless there's significant amendments made. Now, it might not happen immediately, but the the heat in the kitchen, Neil, (laughs) it's, it's hot there. I mean, people are disturbed about the bill, but also the process. Well, let's talk about the uh, the commentary that uh, I read a little earlier, that there is a possibility uh, that the Premier has granted some concessions to these MPs uh, to withdraw their spill motion. I mean, uh, the debate over the amendments is going to the Upper House today, and, and when we talk about things like sex selection abortions uh, or this one that really, really people find very hard to stomach, the idea of refusing to provide life-saving support for babies born alive during an abortion procedure. I mean, I imagine that those are a couple of the sorts of things that might be uh, given some level of concession there. What are your thoughts around the possibility of concessions, Ross? I hope there's concession, Neil, but I'm not overly hopeful. And the Premier has come out with lines like that uh, uh, in recent times on this bill and on other legislation only you know, for people to say she's expressing her own view and not necessarily the party view. The reason, uh, Neil, I am not helpful, and I want to make this co- uh, hopeful, I don't want to make this complex, but this is very much being driven by the right of the woman to make a choice no matter what, and it's also being driven very much from a feminist perspective. So what they will say to you, Neil, is we, we, we don't believe in gender selection. We don't believe in uh, late-term abortions. We don't believe that children should be born, you know, early and be left there. We don't believe in any of that. Totally agree with you. It's never going to happen. But we tell you what, women are going to make that choice. No parliament, nobody's going to tell us that's the way it is. 
So that's the difficulty. For those who do not want any amendments, they see those amendments in, in some small way you know, infringing on the woman's right to be the sole determiner of what happens with the child that she's carrying. Ross, people can't believe just how far we have fallen as a nation. Uh, when you had some states like Victoria that seemed to lead the way on abortion uh, right to full term, and then uh, other states, uh, Tasmania, <clears throat> the ACT, uh, Queensland, uh, just uh, falling like dominoes. Uh, this idea of full-term abortion described over the weekend as infanticide on demand. Uh, I wonder whether you've got a reflection on just how far we have fallen because you might even have a comparison as to what other nations around the world are doing with their uh, life uh, and uh, approach to abortion. But uh, we've fallen a long way, haven't we? We have fallen a long way and so is euthanasia and so is Europe in these areas and euthanasia. And of course, euthanasia is going to be next. and We know that, Neil. One of the things you need to remember is that you know, parties of the left, like the Greens, tell you they're all about the environment. The interesting thing is that when elections are over, what are the bills that the people of the left, including the Independent and the Lower House, push? They push these moral bills. Mm. And so you have young Christians voting for the Greens and whatever, and Independents like to say, oh, no, 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 you know, you know you've got good politicians in there that will protect the moral issues. We want to vote for them for the social and ecological ecology issues but mate when they get to parliament you don't hear about those issues you see them pushing the moral issues and i think the church has got to wake up i just think people need to wake up and neil i'm confident we can do this because i think they've miscalculated the same-sex marriage bill legislation went through uh the the, um um, you know the the vote went through on the same-sex marriage and they got the plebiscite but the church got 40%. And I think many of them felt, oh, okay, the slide's on, we can get all sorts of other stuff through. But the Australians who voted for same-sex marriage because, oh, they didn't want to interfere with other people's life who were doing them no harm, are not the same people who are going to vote for this stuff. They're going to, they're going to really react to this because they can see kids' lives at risk. They can see people being impacted by this. And I think, I think the left has gone too far. I, I think people are now genuinely concerned. Ross, reflect for a few moments, if you're able, on how you think the upper house debate might go. Uh, you might be able to speak uh, certainly with authority on the stance of the Christian Democratic Party, uh, but uh, there are others on a crossbench. And uh, what are your thoughts about how the debate might go in the upper house around some of the issues that will be talked about today? Well, you'll find that uh, I think the Shooters and Fishers and Farmers Party will hold firm against the bill, and they'll certainly be seeking amendments. I think uh, Mark Latham will do the same. Uh, Fred Knoll obviously will do that to, uh, to, uh, in a very strong way. Uh, and then you have members of the Liberal Party that we've identified who will do that. Uh, Labor's interesting. I think they'll hold firm, although Greg Donnelly will be interesting to see what he does. Uh, with respect to the amendments, he's a, a major Labor figure and a committed Catholic. And then you've got, uh, you know, the Nationals who have just gone all over the place on this kind of stuff, mate. I mean, they're the ones who've moved the same sex, uh, the euthanasia legislation and stuff like that. So uh, the reason Shooters and Fishers and Pauline Hanson have done so well in the rural areas, they believe the Nationals have abandoned them. And Barnaby Joyce is trying to get that back. He's trying to return to what he sees as traditional national values. So they don't have the numbers. 
Uh, I mean, to defeat the bill, they don't have the numbers. It's really going to depend on um, Gladys, uh, Barry Jickerin, the Premier, insisting and delivering that these amendments be moved. And, of course, if they are moved and are passed, and it goes back to the low house, and, mate, wait for what happens then. It will be on for young and old. Okay. And as we mentioned, a severe dent in the Premier's authority here. Uh, Have we seen something a little deeper in the Premier, in the way that she has allowed this uh, private member's bill to really dominate the whole political debate in the New South Wales Parliament? Uh, She's shown some true colours here that we were not aware of before the New South Wales state election. And I remember uh, you and I sitting in the same room in a fabulous church there in Sydney just before the election and Mm. telling people that it was a wise thing to vote for the Christian Democratic Party, uh, but that they were likely then to to use their number two uh, vote uh, to probably return the Liberal Party because of their moral stance on some of these issues and now all of a sudden uh, we're seeing a different side oh yeah i think people feel betrayed i think that's the the long and the short of it uh and they're a bit surprised neil because in many other ways uh, and at other times she's been very consultative but in this situation it's just you know it's people around australia might not be aware but there's what it's called the mike baird incident who was the premier before her and he woke up one morning after a show, uh, Four Corners program on greyhounds, and decided just to ban greyhounds. Now, I'm not a big fan of greyhound racing, but he did it without any consultation, without realising what the impact was on the bush and elsewhere. And that was really his Waterloo. And the sad thing is you're seeing exactly the same signs here. You can't be a leader and not consult. You can't be a leader and not work out what are the ramifications. And you can't be a leader and not stand on principle. So... I really think she's dug a very deep hole here. A quick question, and we'll uh, we'll wrap up our conversation, although listeners might want to take this further, and uh, no doubt we'll uh, still take calls through the hour if people are interested in this. We are going to talk about sport too, but, Ross, just quickly, how angry ought Christians be about what's happening in New South Wales. And look, let's not leave all of the listeners right around Australia listening into our conversation today uh, in Victoria and in Western Australia, Queensland. Uh, How angry ought Christians be about this whole issue of where things are going so far as a value for human life? Oh, very angry. Because, Neil, let me give you an illustration. And, And you've mentioned it. After 22 weeks, you can abort... And, you know, you can do that with one doctor and uh, references from other doctors and whatever. And people are saying that's a safe process. And they're saying, oh, it won't happen. People don't do that. Now, I used to be a criminal lawyer, as you'd be aware. And back in those days, although I had nothing with it, you know, I could have got you a couple of doctors in 10 seconds. Hmm. I mean, not that I would do it, but, you know, there were some crook doctors out there and everyone knew who they were. I mean, this is no protection for a child who's 30 weeks old. I mean, it's just nonsense. Um, it's, and, and the pressure they're putting on the medical system, you know, you ha- if you're a doctor and you don't believe in abortion or abortion after 22 weeks or whatever, you've got to refer them to someone that you know will do the abortion. Now, that's a total denial of conscience. I mean, this hits at every level. The, lo- the right of the unborn, uh, the, the incredible 
ghastly deeds that will happen. Gender selection, it's against everything that the so-called feminists stand for because it's girls who get hit. Uh, young girls in the womb, they're the ones who get aborted. It hits against everything of human dignity and human decency. And I think Australians are now concerned. I really do. Big rally last Sunday. By the way, what the list, what the listeners right now, and it's a kind of a, uh, a sidebar comment, at the big rally where the two archbishops were present, Catholic and Anglican and whatever of Sydney, uh, Fred Noel spoke, and to his great surprise, Neil, the crowd spontaneously sang him happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it was his birthday. Okay. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.